Welcome to Inside Out. Without prejudice or boundaries, this space is for raw and vulnerable conversations surrounding health, mental well-being, relationships, parenthood, and so much more. Our goal is to deliver a conversation that will educate and empower you through shared experiences told by inspiring and relatable guests. My name is Chris. I'm a wife, mum, and stepmom who is on a personal journey that cultivates a life of alignment and intention. I hope these conversations encourage you to do the same. Let's dive deep into today's episode. Inside Out, episode seven. Today's guest is Brigida Millard, a mama of two girls, owner and designer of Inda Designs, co-owner of House of Lita and co-designer of Lita. In what seems like another life, Brigida started her career as a flight hostess and travelled the world before meeting her now fiancé and having her two little girls, River and Lakey. Brigida had a burning desire for creativity and it wasn't long after River came into the world that she committed to her new business venture, Inda Designs. With no background in the fashion industry or homewares, just a commitment to her brand and a drive for success, Brigida now co-owns a beautiful studio in the heart of Newcastle, where she showcases her women's and children's clothing, her homewares and her most recent collection, Lita. In this episode, Brigida opens the studio doors and tells us all about her brand and designs. We talk about her transition into business while balancing a brand new season of life, motherhood. And she shares what it takes to sustain creativity in a highly competitive market. Hi, Brigida. Thank you so much for coming over for a chat today. I have been a House of Leader fan since the opening and sat back and quietly watched your business grow to its success. So I'm really excited to sit down and learn some more about you and the story behind your brand. Thanks so much for having me. No, of course. (laughs) Um, So I just want to start off with a little bit on past Mm-hmm. So before embarking on your business venture a few years ago, I recently learned that you had spent about a decade as a flight hostess. Can you share more about this time in your life and how this creative dream first started for you? Sure. So yes, flight attendant, 10 years, still actually technically employed by Virgin Australia. <laughs> um, and I started at Jetstar here in Newcastle straight out of high school. I was 18 um, and I was up there for about three years and then I transferred up to the Gold Coast yep. and stayed there for about two and I lived in Byron Bay, stayed there for about three and a half years before I um, moved back to Sydney and started at Virgin. Mm-hmm. And within a year, I'd pretty much, or just over a year and a half, I'd met Naif, my partner. Yeah. And then he dragged me to Newcastle. Aww. And I commuted for a bit before, about six months into the relationship, I fell pregnant with River, my first. Yep. And then... I feel like I've been on maternity leave ever since. <laughs> I imagine that like with working as a flight hostess that you had a lot of time um, and energy in, invested into your training for that position at the start and that was originally where your goals were and where you wanted to be. Definitely. Where, yeah, so like when I read that this was your past before you got to where you are now, I was like, wow, you must have had so much commitment and courage for your creative path. Yeah to just change career paths so drastically and step into something that had so much uncertainty ahead. When did you know that you were going to take that leap into...? Um, it was pretty much just after I left. So I was overflying mm. when I worked about five years into Jetstar and I left. Yep. And then about six months out, I was like, I need to do something that I'm passionate about. I was just doing like an admin job in Byron and that was definitely not what I wanted to do. Mm. And I actually went into business with my auntie Yep. And we decided to start Inda Designs. Um, but she is very much, you need to have a back plan. You need to have 
a paycheck to come in at the end of the day. You can't mm. just put all your eggs in one basket. So she was like, why don't you go back to flying? And then that way you've got that sort of constant income coming in to help support you. Yeah, stability. But also you do have a lot of free time flying, like a lot mm. of days off, a lot of downtime when you're in location. So she's like, but you can use that time to work on Inder and help build it. And it also worked out that I was in Bali like every week mm. for work with Virgin so I could do Inda while I was there. Because when we first started Inda, we were sourcing homewares. Yes. So it was just for, like homewares and yeah. furniture? Yeah. Or? Homewares, yeah. small furniture, like yeah. nothing too big. Um, so, yeah, so it kind of worked out perfectly. And was it all imported from Bali? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, it was when we first started. And then it wasn't until I had River that we got into children's wear. Yeah, okay. And that was when I sort of, yeah. Started designing stuff like that. Looking back, what was it that was driving you to pursue this creative dream? Um, I've always been creative. Like, loved growing up. Like, I actually loved interior design. I more so probably wanted to follow that passion. Mm-hmm. Um, just never did. I never went down that path. But I just, I don't know. My dad's really creative and really hands-on and stuff like that. Mm. And I just really wanted to do something that I was proud of, that I put my name to, to like. But the whole process that goes into it, I loved it from like the first sketch to sampling to production, like that whole behind the scenes thing. I just love seeing something come to life. Yeah, I love that. Did you ever feel when you started out and you were, you know, still working as a flight hostess and you were doing importing um, of the homewares, did you feel like you had limited beliefs holding you back from progression at any point? myself a bit more and just like threw everything into it and yeah. it may have grown quicker than what it has it just has sort of grown organically yeah. over the time now which is fine I love it as well yeah. but I think yeah maybe if I just backed myself a bit more and just took mm. the leap instead of just being yeah and I mean you got there now like that's, there now, yeah, yeah. yeah you're definitely there now and you definitely back yourself now um and I'm I mean really like for many new business owners they start their pipe dream and they're not successful in execution and they close the doors while their business is still in that young and raw state sadly sometimes it is because they don't back themselves and they put a limitation on their abilities but you know I love that you remain so committed to the end goal that's yeah. really cool it was my auntie was like really supportive as well she was like because it was yeah. times where I was like are we ever going to get to a point where this is going to like not just be like money coming in, money going out, which is so hard in the beginning. And I don't think many people understand that's what setting up a small business in the field that we were doing Mm. is like. Like it's just, you're not just going to make it big overnight. No. Like so many people think that's what happens. Yeah, it takes so much time. So much time. So much time, so much energy, (laughs) so much hard work. And especially with, you know, babies, it makes it ten times harder. Although I feel like once I had the kids was when I was the most, especially after I had River, I just was so inspired and wanted to do something that I could do from home and spend more time with the kids yeah flexibility yeah so like the yeah that ability to work from home definitely would have driven you yeah. that time for Absolutely. sure um and now you have a different business partner you have Lauren yep. and you've opened a fashion homewares and lifestyle store house of leader in Newcastle where you sell women's clothing and children's clothing from supplies as well as your own designs Correct. with Fashion and homeware is being such an evolving and saturated market. What do you feel makes your brand timeless? Um, I think the brands that we stock and have sourced are pieces that we believe are like quality pieces, like especially the furniture, some of the brands like Husky and that in there, like that's an investment piece. Like you're forking out a couple of grand on something, but it's going to stay with you forever. Like we've got a couple of pieces in our house and I just know that I'll have those forever yeah they're such like quality pieces so I think that yeah. helps um we've 
live in the market being so saturated and so mm. fast-paced all the time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, like the brands that we stock, like we really believe in the quality behind them mm. and like it's not just going to be something that's going to get out of style in like yeah. a month. Yeah, and the pieces, yeah, yeah, obviously timeless and you can wear them on repeat and even definitely. in 12 months' time. Yeah, definitely. and that was like behind Leader when we started doing that. We wanted to design and create something that was going to stand the test of time. Yeah, yeah, I love that. love that. I want to chat more on um, your recent collection, Leader, actually, which showcases high-quality feminine pieces and they tie in so beautifully with the identity of your mother brand, House of Leader. I um, saw just this week that you were featured in Vogue Australia, which is just insane, so yes. congratulations oh, for that. Um, when you decided to put the collection Leader together and release it into the clothing market, I imagine that there's a lot more work involved in terms of process from buying from a supplier to then becoming the designer mm -hmm. can you talk about what it took to create Lita and the steps involved yeah sure so I think it was about a year into House of Lita Lauren and I or not even not even quite like we sort of tested with so many other different brands and styles and really figured out what worked well and what sold well and we always thought uh, linen is just so timeless yeah like it's and it's just such good quality um, so we really wanted to create something like that um my background obviously with Inda and the kids stuff so I knew sort of the design process and I had a manufacturer and everything so that kind of took that step out I guess for Lil who hadn't done anything like that before yeah um so yeah so we basically just pulled together pieces that we would want to wear every day so yeah. take the guesswork out of getting dressed every morning like we used to both hate getting dressed going into the shops I've always had a uniform for work. Yes. So I was like, this is really hard. Yes. Having to find something. I can't wear active wear to work. Yeah. So I was like, I need to find something to wear every day that suits the style of our shop. So that's sort of was like behind leader. Yeah. And yeah, we just wanted pieces that we could just throw on, mix and match, colours, styles, but yet they'll be timeless. So we still wear them day in, day out. Yeah. Yeah. Put on a pair of heels and you can wear it out as exactly, well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Go that's to the beach. Awesome. So did you like the designs use both drew them together is yeah, that how it so, sort of started yeah basically like just like that just a sketch on a piece of paper yep. changes send it off like our manufacturer that we work with over in hong kong he's amazing yeah um we actually went over to hong kong because lil had never met him so i was like why don't we go over do a trip yeah you can meet him we can see the samples there um and it's just amazing over there there's all these markets with just blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks of fabric swatches for you to wow. see and touch and it's like Completely different from doing it over email. Yeah. Um, and it gets you really inspired and stuff, which is yeah. exciting. So, yeah, we went over there, saw the samples that he'd done, did the changes that we needed to make. Yep. And then basically we set it all to production and then about a month later it's, it's there. It's there. And then we, yeah, did like lookbooks, photo shoots for it. Yep. And, yeah, that was it. That's awesome. I actually have the um, Lita linen dress and the quality is just so beautiful. It fits so effortlessly and I love that your designs are really true to size. Yes. So they're really genuine with, yeah. with the sizing. Um, the online market has become such a flooded space and I personally recall a couple of years ago where I got to a point where I was over buying new clothes because with the online market I never knew what I would actually get because mm -hmm. these stores would either be so poorly made that you get one wear or the sizing was so far off a true Australian size. Sizing is, sizing's hard, it's like to get it right yeah. as well. And I think because obviously there are so many different body shapes and sizes, yes, um, we find sizing hard, but that's, we actually did it differently with Lita. We just did like a small, medium, medium, large. Yeah. So it's not like, that also helped us to reduce waste. 
so that we yeah. can be more sustainable. We're not doing like a hundred different styles in a hundred different sizes and yeah. colorways. Yeah. Um, and they're garments that you can wear fitted or oversized. So that sort of worked well yeah. for us. Oh, absolutely. Um, I definitely feel confident in buying the size that I am with your brand of clothing because it's just the same in it. Like, you know, I didn't try on the shorts and then I tried on the dress in a different size. Yeah. Oh, it was just one size and yeah. it was so much easier oh, to buy. Um, and it's the same for the children's line. Yeah. Little Inda too. Like I found those That's sizing for clothes even so harder true. again. It's because, well, you know, kids, like yeah. one kid's born one size and one's the other. Like there's no newborn size really. Like, there's, like, a ballpark figure. Yeah. But, like, my daughter, Lakey, was, like, wearing not newborn size clothes when she was a newborn. Yeah, so my son was the yeah. same. <laughs> so that's, hard. that's for we me. We have big really babies. Hard. Yeah. And then people are like, will that fit my two-year-old? I'm like, well, I don't know you two-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is your two-year-old, like, a pretty standard? Whereas, like, River, my eldest, she's really, really tall and slim. So, yeah. for her, she has to size up length stuff so she constantly has like free quarter pants on for the waist she needs it skinny but for the length she needs it long oh my goodness um that's so cute she's beautiful and she suits the style so much it's so lovely she's a very she's little trendsetter yeah jesse had, had the swimmers in the um little inda in the mint color oh Those yes beautiful little boy swimmers that was so cute on him last summer i loved it what do you want back to lita what do you want people to feel when they're wearing your brand um First and foremost, comfortable. Yeah. Like you can't – I think confidence comes if you're comfortable. Mm. Um, and we wanted people to feel, yeah, confident in what they were wearing and confident in what they were buying, that it was a quality piece, that they could wear it over and over again, wash it. It was just going to last. It wasn't going to be like a one-off, oh, I've worn that once, so can't wear that again. Like we really wanted people to feel trusted in the brand that they were going to love the pieces that they were buying. Yeah. Think. I love about that. wearing it. I love that. Just going back to um, Little Inda and the children's collection, it's quite different to where you started, which was homewares and importing furniture. Mm-hmm. So was that the jump you went from homewares and furniture to Little Inda Designs? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. why kids' clothes? Um, river. Yeah. <laughs> and river. Yeah. And I really struggled. I'm not your typical tutu pink mum. Yeah. Just like no, no offense to the pink mums that are like that, yep. but and I just wasn't that just was not my style, and it wasn't going to fit with my aesthetics, as yep. Dave would say. Yeah. Um. So I really found a gap in the market. There was just nothing really out there for gender neutral clothing. Mm. So that's where it sort of evolved from. Yeah. And it also wasn't like today. I feel like the market is saturated with kids clothing brands. Like I swear, there's a new one popping up every week All on Instagram, the time. and it's yeah. just unfortunately there's a lot of copycatting stuff going on and there is yes it's crazy and I think back when I had River there was you know you couple of big brands to buy stuff from but that was really it Mm. so that's really what was behind it and I wanted to still do like the furniture and the kids but then once I did have River it was just too hard to be going on sourcing trips all the time so it really mainly turned into the kids wear yeah brand but we're going to be introducing some ladies wear stuff soon yeah we're going back to that so excited that's exciting hopefully some matching outfits because i'm all about the mum matching (laughs) i'm about to have a little girl so i hope i'm hoping for all the um matching outfits that would be really cute there's one in there oh so cute (laughs) i'll get it straight away definitely um i know that you're also very passionate about your environmental footprint in particular for your kids Mm -hmm. and your lines um are manufactured in sustainable factories can you share some of the challenges that you faced with directing production through this gateway in terms of quality or costs and things like that? Yeah, definitely. So it's 
firstly, it's so hard to find a factory that one lives up to your morals and what you want mm-hmm. um, and then also produces what you want. So even if they're like really sustainable and they've got all the certification yet they just can't produce the quality or the exact garment that you want um, the factories that we use for both leader and for some of Inda is a family based run factory in Hong Kong mm-hmm. that we actually found I just sourced him from when I was over there one time I went to the fabric markets asked around if anyone yeah. could recommend someone that wasn't going to do huge quantities because that's another really hard part is like China is You've got to order like a thousand things. In yeah, one size. And being a small business and just yeah. wanting that limited stock. Yeah. The cost side of things is definitely hard when you're trying to be more sustainable because you're using factories that aren't got a hundred workers in it because that's what we want to try and do, like keep wages fair as well. That's part of the whole, not just waste, but also you want to make sure your workers are looked after as well. Yeah. Um. So we only have a few workers who work in our design. So that side of things costs more or more so it costs more in time as well and then your packaging you want to make sure all of that meets environmental and sustainable standards and that again can cost more than the cheapest stuff in the market so all those sorts of challenges it definitely presents itself and all that goes into the pricing of garments so a Mm -hmm. lot of people just think oh it's a kid's singlet why is it so yeah expensive or whatever in comparison to yeah the two dollar best and less thing like that well obviously that's gonna be two dollars yeah and i mean (laughs) some of their stuff like that's you know they've got some good basic stuff for the kids and that but yeah like all of that you have to just take into account when you're producing a brand and if you want to go down that sustainable route which i'm so happy to see so many brands are like it's definitely it also takes time to like get all of your ducks in a row to tick all the boxes to make sure it meets the whole criteria so we're definitely working towards having it meet everything yeah 100% eco-friendly yeah yeah I really love that you're so committed to providing this quality in your business in particular the children's clothing and designs at the moment as mums we are all quite focused right now on our children's future and we are the control over their environment Um, and as mums we're also very focused on supporting small businesses as well so knowing that we're supporting somebody that has the same values as us is important Um, when I was pregnant with my son Jesse I was adamant to give him the best care I possibly could and spent hours on hours researching products that we could implement into his early stages of life that were you know ethically made like Muslim wraps and his nappies and clothes I really struggled to find quality kids clothing that were sustainably manufactured so I love that you put that focus into it being a part of your business model can you share some ways that you have also introduced reducing your environmental footprint into your home with the girls yeah sure so I think the first thing is like we live in Lake Macquarie Shire and it's now um, we have a compost bin our garbage only goes out every second week yep not every week like I think Newcastle yep still does yeah um so River has learnt that all food scraps or anything she doesn't eat has to go in the compost bin and then that goes in the green bin she also does it at school as well which is good so she can like bring that home yep um I just try wherever I can plastic not to use unnecessary amounts of it and reuse it washing out like Chinese containers or takeaway so we can reuse it again for leftovers yep um coffee pods for my partner I try and really buy (laughs) compost ones whether he thinks they taste good or not yeah um but I'm definitely trying harder like just even if it's just like I get a coffee and a keep cup which I'm so excited that cafes are taking them again now after COVID-19 yeah Um, that was really hard with like cafes guilty there was so much 
extra packaging. So much extra packaging. And like, like takeaway, like, we'd get takeaway and I was like, we don't need cutlery if we're getting it to take it home. Yeah, <laughs> like I was buying it to support that small business. And yeah. then I was like bringing home cartons and cartons of cardboard so or plastic or whatever. And I was just like, oh my goodness, I don't yeah. need this. Yeah. You know, just hand it to me with sanitised hands or, <laughs> know. you know. Yeah, so <laughs> just little things like that. Like we just, I try and teach the girls, like if we're out, they see rubbish, pick it up. Um, and always put their rubbish in the bin and just really care for the environment in that way, like little yeah. steps. But I definitely, as they get older and more, try and educate them on the, the back side of it and why we do this for the planet rather than just yeah. telling them to do it. Yeah, make them aware. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I want to digress into your transition into motherhood. You mm-hmm. are now pregnant with your third little one, which is really exciting for your family. Yes, so excited. Uh, but owning scary. and... Yeah, scary. <laughs> one more. Oh my God, I'm so terrified how fast this is going. <laughs> They'll be here before yes, you know it and you'll have three. Crazy. Um, but owning and building a new business with little ones isn't an easy task. Can you share how you've balanced this? <sighs> Sometimes not so well. Mm. So Lakey was literally bought up in a shop at House Alita. Like I remember I signed the lease for the shop the day before my due date and I had a, a day after my due date. Um, so it was quite hectic. Mm. Um, she was in there when we were painting the walls. She came down to Ikea when we were doing our shopping trip to get yeah. deck out like some of the stuff that we needed. Um, Lil, my business partner, is so great. Like I feel like she brought her up as well. Like she, mm. we had a cot out the back for her. Um but I also have a really great family support system. Like my mum comes up and helps me whenever I can. Yeah. And nice parents, they come down, they live up Sunshine Coast, they come and help us for like a week on end and, or they'll take River up there so we can get work done. Yeah. Um, Lakey probably started preschool uh, daycare earlier than I would have normally just because once she sort of started moving and became more and more aware, it was definitely mm. harder. Once they can move, it's <laughs> so take much it harder. To the shop. Yeah. Um, but she was really like she was just a dream child, so she made it easy to do that. And I just had to really like when it was nap time, I just had to, if I had to do work or pack orders, I just had to focus on doing it and get it done. Or there was a lot of times where I put the girls to bed at night and I'd stay up till 10, 11 o'clock packing wow. orders, especially around like busy times of year, Christmas, yeah. etc. But Nafe's really good as well. Like he he has his own business, so he knows what it's like. You got to try and work whenever you can work and get it to a point that you mm. want it to be. Yeah, and you both would have bounced off each other as a we bit did, of a team. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's awesome. definitely did. But I also, I also really love getting up in the morning if it's just half an hour before the girls just to have that like yeah, that time, time with my coffee or my tea and I do a lot of emailing and a lot of planning and stuff. I get so much work done in that half an hour and I love it and I yeah. feel like it sets me good for the day. I don't feel like I'm behind or like stressed or anxious. I'm like, oh, I've got a hundred things to do. Yeah. I can tick off like half my to-do list before they even wake up sometimes. So that helps. Yeah, that's awesome. I would love to know um, some tips that you could maybe share to someone who might be starting out on a similar business venture. It might not be clothing or homewares, but something quite, you know, similar. Friend or family member and ask for their opinion. Yeah. Bounce off so many ideas off my sister-in-law because she's brutally honest yes you need but I that, love that. You? yes yeah. whereas my mom is the nicest person in the world but she would tell me that a potato sack looked beautiful <laughs> yeah. um so i think yeah you really want to make sure the product that you're starting sorry wherever the brand that you're starting that you're really proud of it and that it's quality and that other people can sort of see that as well yeah so yeah bounce a lot of ideas and get a lot of opinions off your friends to really make sure that you yourself and what you're doing and you're 
really behind what you want to do. You can't, like, so many brands that I've seen, like, more so when I was referring to how there's so many kids' brands that pop up, you just see people who just start it and they're just producing something that they sourced or found off one of these. They don't believe in. Yeah, it's not like you can just tell it's not their true passion. Um, so you really want to make sure that you really believe it and back yourself. So hard. Like there's so many learning. You can literally, until you start a business, I think you just don't you underestimate how much goes into starting a small business. And mm. it's all about learning along the way. Mm. Like so many different things that we've learned, especially in the like with the shop. Oh my god, I remember once we ordered like a hundred baskets when we wanted bags. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> From Morocco. And they arrived and Lauren oh, just started Morocco. crying. And I was like, oh, Oh, oh my like, goodness. This is our learning curve. This is what we'll laugh on. Back yeah. I mean, they were beautiful baskets and they've all sold. Yes. But we were just like, that is not bags. Oh my what goodness. Have we done? So you, stuff like that, you just like, okay, now I have to doubly check. Yeah. It's always a lesson, isn't and it? stuff to make sure that mm. I'm ordering what I want to order. So I think a lot of it is learning along the way. But to start off with, back yourself and have that one honest person that's going to tell you whether your idea is. Yeah. Good great absolutely i love or, that yeah you need someone to be brutally honest yeah to you. you do yeah absolutely you also want someone to nurture you as well so maybe have a nurturing friend yeah but yeah i reckon honesty is goes a long way yeah that's business. definitely true brigida i really admire your dedication and commitment to your brand i love your style i've always admired that so since you opened the store i've been a huge fan from the designs from the very early stages um so thank you so much for sharing your journey and your story through business today it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you you're welcome thank you for listening to today's episode of inside out i really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.